We're slovenly, we're feelingy, we're really kind of dumb. We're Terry, Shar, and Lissa, all here to have some fun. So guard your holes, let's make some rolls and talk some D&D. <laughs> oh, and on that note, and now entering the normal show, hello. If you're so- ta- wondering to yourself, what was the not normal show? You can head on over to patreon.com slash creations and get all of the stuff that we were talking about in the pre-show. That's the early content you get, along with a bunch of other bonus content, but we'll get to that later. First off, I have to piggyback off what we just said and talk about something weird. We said spe- uh, penis spaceship. Again, get the context mm-hmm. over on Patreon. But I'm going to segue to a story about my child. I promise it does not involve penis spaceships. But what it does involve is out-of-context stuff. Because my daughter this morning mentioned her bucket list. And I about had an existential crisis. What? And I was like, we well, have a bucket list. Do you know what that means? She was like, yeah, it's the, stu- it's the stuff you want to get done. And I was like, no. <laughs> I was like, I had to explain to my six-year-old. Half- I was like, right. Halfway. Yeah. I was like, it's before you kick the bucket. Because she kept talking about her summer bucket list. It's like stuff I, she wanted to do this summer. And I was like, that's so cute, kiddo. But that has a different context. She was like, well, I mean, our teacher made us make this. And she hands me this this thing. It's a bucket. And she colored it blue because of the water in the bucket. And, like, tried to do, like, silvery edges. But in the middle, she wrote all the things she wanted to do her summer. And it's called the Summer Bucket List. And I was like, that's adorable. And it's a really cute project. I'm so glad you're looking forward to the summer. <laughs> but I, I need to explain that this means something different. <laughs> Well, I feel like I've I've heard like yeah like summer bucket list or fall bucket list or I've I've heard that phrase before but I've yeah it, it always has a weird connotation. It's been co-opted more to be like yeah like it's your to-do list. Yeah. It's the thing you want to get done rather than the things you do before you kick the bucket. It's now become a different meaning. It's yeah, like, like literally all over goals. again. Like just use it. Use that. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was like. Let's just call it goals because I want to cry every time you're worried about kicking the bucket. <laughs> <laughs> You're not supposed to be existential yet, okay? That's not until high school. No, and this is 6.30 in the morning, dude. Like, I got Bubble Guppies playing in the background. If you don't know Bubble Guppies, it's a Nick Jr. show about little kids who go to school under the sea, and they sing a lot of songs. So I got this Bubble Guppies song going in the background about getting ready for school. They only have two days left before summer vacation. We're having fun. I got donuts out. Everyone's getting their clothes on, and lunch is packed. And then she's like, yeah, Dad, here's my bucket list. I'm like, well, fuck. Like, what? <laughs> what? I haven't even yet. Exactly. You, you want to see dad cry before 7 a.m.? Because that's what's about to happen. That's uh. when we're our most emotionally vulnerable. I was crying because I had to get up early this morning. <laughs> I was so. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie at all. I was so fucking stunned. I almost had to pull my car over. When I texted you uh, at a red light, by the way, I wasn't texting and driving. I guess I was technically. I was at a red light. Yeah, I was, was going to say, you texted at a red light? I don't Risky. normally. I don't normally, but I wanted to text you before I got home to see what your ETA was and figure out what was going on. I was in a hurry. Um, yeah. but don't do that. That's real bad. I yell at people don't when I see it. Don't do that. Don't be Terry. Don't be me. Because it might have been a red light, but people, someone could, you know, your car's still yep. moving. Anyways, don't, don't break the law. Um, but I texted you and I almost pulled over because you texted back. And I have a thing. I can just press listen so I don't have to read your text message for anyone sure. going to yell at me again. I press the listen button on my fancy Bluetooth, um, uh, like setup in my Chevy. And it reads your text messages to me in a weird robotic voice. And you responded like two minutes later. And I was like, well, that's not right. Uh, It's not even (laughs) noon yet. What do you mean? Uh, And you were awake? You were ready to go? I don't understand. Yeah, I was awake. 
and I hadn't had coffee yet, I don't think, but I, I was just awake. finished mine. Yeah, it was necessary. One miracle at a time. <laughs> but I was proud of you, is my point. Um, people have Thank different you. sleep schedules. You do again. not have to be up that early, but I was proud of you because you said you were going to be up early, and you were up early. Which I, is, when oh. I say I'm going to be up early, I unless for some reason like my phone glitches, I will be up early. I won't be happy about it, but I will be up early because I am nocturnal. Speaking of phone glitches, uh, let me introduce us. My name is Terry. If you want to follow me on any other places, I don't go by Terry because I want to be very confusing and not achieve any goals in my career. Um, I am the host of this podcast. It's the Cave Trolls Podcast. We talk about D&D and D&D news. We're going to do something a little bit different today, but first, I want to introduce my co-host, Shar. Shar, how are you doing today? I am doing great. I have coffee. You so. have coffee. You might need more coffee. We might need to take a coffee break at some point in this because I know it's going to be a stressful episode. And I just drank oh, my, yeah. my first cup. It's already only 11. Normally, I'm like seven or eight cups deep. But I took time mm -hmm. to cry about my child worrying about her bucket list this morning instead of having my four cups of coffee. So you gotta uh, you gotta carve out time for emotional breakdowns in this economy. You you, know? you really do. You really do. We might have to um, uh, carve out time for physical breakdowns too as we get older. Like my my ankle is bad. I got a bad ankle. I never thought I'd have to describe my body as bad anything. <laughs> um, not that I didn't think it would go wrong. I just didn't want to be one of those people. But my mm -hmm. bad ankle often acts up in the morning, <laughs> so sometimes I have to carve out an extra few minutes, not because I need to take care of it, but because it takes me an extra few minutes to get to wherever I'm trying to walk to. Is this a pregnant pause, or did you leave? You there, sure? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think you cut out and didn't know that you cut out, and then when you um... came back, you were being respectful and didn't immediately start talking. So I was just like, well, I'll just wait Makes for it to come back. Makes it easier in post. <laughs> it does. It does. The pregnant pauses are great because here's the thing. I don't edit out the whole pause. I actually leave it in there a little bit longer um, in the tradition of one of my favorite podcast networks, kind of funny, because sometimes it's funny if the user has to look at their phone and go, oh, shit, did the app stop working? Um, and then they go, no, it's you still playing. You make me nervous when you say stuff. <laughs> I hate them. I hate pregnant bosses. No, I love it. I love it so much. Um, you got to stress out the user just a little bit, just a little bit. got to keep them alive, you know? Um, it's the same reason why I would capitalize the often in titles when it was in the middle of the word, because I know that's incorrect and so do they. And I just love them going, what the, why? And it just like, you know, gets under their skin a little bit. And here's the thing. I know what you're thinking. That's not good for the user. You don't want our fans to like be stressed out I'm like yes i do because that makes us memorable char okay if you can get if you can ha give somebody a laugh or two you'll stick with them for a day but if you can get under their skin you're with them forever okay so i, I mean want you for to this that. podcast sure but if we did that for slovenly trolls um we would get called out so quickly i mean <laughs> char here's that. the thing you made the mistake of being women on the internet talking and exactly we're scrutinized more than you you're, listen you're already you're already four steps behind and doing it wrong by doing that yep. so exactly. i there's nothing i can do as a white man um <laughs> you know <laughs> Uh, <laughs> speaking of white men and privilege and cluelessness today we're talking about jameson stone and satine phoenix and i she is not a white man she is still privileged but you you get what i'm saying right. here 
Um, and all of that internet drama that came out earlier in the week and bullshit and, uh, I don't know, fuckery, asshattery, um, bad peopleisms, <laughs> lots bad of other, people-isms. yeah, lots of other made up, um, words that describe mm-hmm. people that just seem like they suck. And before anyone comes at me, I know some of it's anecdotal. I know some of it cannot be fact-checked. A lot of them had receipts, so take that. Um, But I think the overwhelming idea, at least in my opinion, is these people kind of suck. And uh, it's now coming forward, and it's more people being aware of it. And how disparate all of the discourse has been from different people in different industries or portions of the D&D industry coming forward without corroborating stories beforehand and feeling confident to speak up is what lends me to believe most of them, if not 100% of them are true. And again, that's my opinion. If you don't want to believe it's true, if you love them more power to you, don't bother me about it. Um, (laughs) Shar, what's what's your take on all this? Exactly. I mean, you can at me. I'm going to mute you. I don't care. (laughs) Unless you have proof that all these people were lying and this is like uh, completely misrepresented, then I'm all ears. I doubt you have. I doubt it. I doubt anybody has that at all because they would have come out by now. One hundred percent. Yeah, there wasn't even like the one like you know how like sometimes like when these happen, especially when it comes to some of the misconduct with uh, misconduct with celebrities, someone will come forward and be like, "That's not the person I knew at all. I haven't seen one of those." Mm-hmm. No, I've seen um, all of my interactions usually with Satine. Uh, like she's been very sweet to me, but I have heard X Y Z. Or I got XYZ vibe, or I can corroborate this person's story because I was there. They were always nice to me, but I knew of this a while ago. So you have people like corroborating stuff, even though they were nice to their face, which I think is really interesting. Yeah. Because I haven't really seen that in a lot of, and I don't really want to call this drama because people are have been hurt by this. this. Is, yeah, drama is probably the wrong word, and I apologize if that's what I called it earlier because you're correct. This is not drama. This is misconduct. It's misconduct. It's allegations of misconduct. It is very serious. People, like, there's money involved. Yeah. There is people's mental health involved. Like, it, it's a very serious situation, very serious allegations that are being thrown around. They're, they're, and they I'm always up the yeah and i'm always of the opinion i share with you like i believe the people who are coming forward because like you said they didn't really take any time to corroborate their stuff um it's just they came with screenshots most of the time or they came with very specific stories i've seen people this is this primarily is taking place on twitter which is the social media platform that i'm on the most so i've seen like people quote retweet a lot of stuff corroborating it even though like they haven't like they didn't experience it i've seen people come out with statements saying hey i know this is going on i'm taking time to gather my thoughts and then i'll make a statement like yeah a lot of people especially on like i run the slovenly trolls twitter and that's usually the only twitter account i'm on i follow a lot of these people and like that's all that everybody has been talking about there's been like an outpouring of support for the people who have been speaking out which is really nice to see yeah but as usual there's also it's the internet. There's vitriol on both sides. There's vitriol against the people, the Jameson Stone and Satine Phoenix, 
some of which is valid, others of which is not. And it's, I think, going a step too far. And then there are both sides with the people who are speaking out as well, because it's the internet and that's how the internet works, unfortunately. Yeah, people are going to take sides, even though, even though that, again, it's our opinion. So, like, take that with a grain of salt. Yeah. But, like, and I don't want to speak for you either. I keep saying our. I apologize, Char. Um, I'm also, my own person. You're your own um, person. I don't want to speak for us. I will speak for me. It's my opinion yeah. that they, it, this seems true. It seems like a lot of this is fucked up. It, it sucks because, especially with Satine, I think she was uh, a banner person, especially in the early days of Geek and Sundry, of like, hey, yeah. women are DMs too, and they represent a large portion of the space, and we want them to, to represent a larger portion of the space. And that, I think that's one of the more disheartening things. Another white dude abusing power and gaslighting people is not surprising. It's still shitty, and we still need to call it yeah. out, but it's not surprising. What was surprising is to see how much he was enabled and how much she was also bullying these people. And yeah. that was really disheartening as well because uh, I I liked a lot of their content. I mean, I wasn't big fans of them. Um, it was really sucky to see all the hard work that was put in on those books. Um, mm -hmm. The Red Opera. That's and, what breaks my heart the most, yeah. Yeah. What's the name of their of the other book that they were? Um, Battle um, of the Bards. Battle of the Bards. Sirens, uh, Battle that was one of the Sirens. Yeah, yeah. That's what it was. Yeah. That one, like, that's really close to a lot of people I know. And they really dug those books. And to see, especially us being writers, like, how badly they were mistreated on that project. Yeah. And basically, you know, like, we're, again, as writers, I know you haven't done as much when it comes to the ghostwriting stuff as I have. But you know what it no. feels like to put in most of the work and somebody else slap their name on it. Oh, my God. Yeah, no, I have a lot of opinions on that. But before I get into it, should we maybe, like, do a little yes. overview for we maybe our totally listeners totally explain to people. I know what's going on 100 <laughs> i apologize i was just like still caught up in it and i took a day off of it because i had some other shit going on yesterday and Valid. i had only seen i had seen a, a portion of it and then you and lissa caught me up and then hooked yeah. me onto the twitch stream that explained even yeah. more and then i watched the vod of that because yeah. it was made free and man like you were right like it just went on a roller because i was like i think i have the the gist of what i found on twitter and you're like nope Nope, no, nope, because it just came, like five minutes ago, another bombshell dropped. And I was like, okay, all right, let me like send me the link. And you're like, here you go. And I was like, fuck, you're right. Like, this has got even bigger. So yeah. if you don't mind, I'll, I'll pass it off to you. You can kind of sure. give us the summary. I've been on Twitter for most of this, so hopefully I do it justice. And I'll try to keep it as concise as I can because, yeah, this, this whole situation has taken so many nosedives. And if we have technical issues, pop up and let me know, and I'll do a pregnant pause for post. Um, <laughs> pregnant pause for post that needs to be a hashtag anyway pregnant pause um, for post will now i i'll put ppp in the chat so you so you go okay perfect perfect okay perfect 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 <laughs> yeah it does not mean that <laughs> it well, never it means now. that oh. um so it started on what i what I understand is started on Twitter. So a um, a man named Chad, who is a tattoo artist, he posted a bunch of screenshots with his exchange with Jameson Stone, who, for those of you who don't know who Jameson Stone is, he is married to Satine Phoenix. Satine Phoenix is a very prominent um, woman in the TTRPG and D&D space. They got married somewhat recently, but they've been together for a couple of years. They've been corroborating on a bunch of projects, like we mentioned before. They do a lot of Kickstarters, um, like the Red Opera and Battle of the Bards and a few others. 
And he posted an exchange between the two of them regarding contracts for a tattoo. And I think the gist of the situation was, and I don't know if we can put the links to the tweets in the show notes oh, or definitely. if we'll link to it. Or... I have three articles okay. ready to go that summarize. We have sources, yes. which is my favorite thing. <laughs> 100%. Um, he posted some screenshots about uh, they were talking about a contract because uh, he had recently done some tattoo work on Jameson and Satine. Uh, they were Jameson's original drawings, and I think in conversations outside of the text exchange, there was something about um, he had to do a contract with one of his recent clients who happened to be Post Malone, <laughs> and Post Malone uh, wanted to retain the rights to all images for like promotional stuff and all that stuff. And, yeah, it's pretty uh, commonplace when it comes to yeah. tattoos on celebrities because – those pictures are going to be Branding. sold to Vogue. They're going to be popping up on movies and music yes. videos. Like they, the rights to tattoos, because they're, uh, if you don't know, your tattoos are original art and yes. you have to work out who owns it. Because if you don't get explicit sign off, your tattoo artist owns the, the copyrighted image that's on your body. That's, and that's not mm -hmm. crazy. That's, that's law. There's precedent for it. So it's not uncommonplace to have a contract. Mm -hmm releasing that to the celebrity and paying additional money on top of it yes so it is very common practice jameson got word of this through i think conversations out of the text thread and he wanted a contract because it was his original art and that he was be getting tattooed on him and so the tattoo artist chad gave him the contract the contract was not up to jameson's standards and he confronted chad via text in a way that in my opinion was very egotistical maniacal and just flat out assholish yeah i think the I technical think is... word is gaslighting hissy fit <laughs> gaslighting hissy fit basically he and we'll have links to the entire text thread we're not going to read it but um he basically said stuff along the lines of like, this was very unprofessional of you. And basically all of Chad did was forward the same contract. And yeah. he didn't know contracts very well. So he forwarded the same contract he gave Post Malone to them. And um, he, Jameson did not like that at all. And what happened was he went off. He did I, he's like something about like I'm gonna educate you. You clearly don't know how to draw up a contract, and it was just not the way to talk to an artist. Not Full the way stop. To talk to not a the way person. to talk to anybody. Yeah, yeah. It was not okay. It was not. It it just wasn't okay. Flat out. And then Satine, I think, popped into the conversation. Uh, took Jameis inside, but she really only sent one text throughout the whole thing. I and that kind of <laughs> posting these by posting these, Chad kind of set off a a dumpster fire of a bunch of different stories that people like interactions and exchanges <clears throat> both just stories and with receipts from many many people in the ttrpg community uh some of which involve cults some of which involve just the same like gaslighting and egotistical assholery behavior and the whole community has basically come up and started to kind of shun these people. Uh, they've been dropped from D&D &D in a Castle. They've been dropped from a collaboration with a dice company, I believe. Origins Game Fair, which is the fair that Satine was in while this whole was going down. They tried to distance themselves. And 
Jameson, I think, came out with an apology to Chad specifically. That apology was not taken well. He he blamed his CPTSD on his reaction, which is never a good look. I think explicitly in the apology that he gave, he said, this isn't an excuse, but for context. <laughs> and like me and my me and my like context brain is just like you don't give context to yourself dude. no not like, you an let apology. other people give context yeah yeah you know, i love the people like that's not an apology an apology isn't for you it's for the people that you wronged and this 100 like it was just a backstory like let me tell you why i suck so you can forgive me like no that's yeah. not what an apology is dude and like he knows that I'm, I'm preaching to the choir no one saw that and was like oh okay cool like, I know Chad wasn't like, yeah. no, all's forgiven. I'm sorry I started this. Yeah. It, the apology is also never for the public. It's also for the person that you hurt. And this felt like a very – this felt like an apology for the public to kind of absolve him of all guilt of anything further because he probably knew that other stuff was going to come out or that's just me speculating. Well, in Jameson's own words knew. to Chad uh, – Chad Rowe, right, I believe is his name – Mm -hmm. um it should have been handwritten and in the mail it shouldn't have been on twitter you know like that's how you send yeah. an apology if you want to be respected in this industry which is just a direct quote from jameson uh in his original <laughs> chastising chat, telling him to apologize and he doesn't want it uh through email because that's not what adults do they mail that apology letter yeah because snail mail is the right way to tell people you care not just instant like send a dm privately or anything like we have the technology to do that nowadays <laughs> but <laughs> even anyway. if all the other shit wasn't bad like that would be like that would be enough for me i'm like i never want to see or hear from this couple ever again like, yeah. like he's like that's not a real apology a real apology is mailed through the mail and i'm like oh god you're just that's a, so you're just a shitty hipster so... with blue hair it's so stupid and like the thing that always gets me about all the exchanges as well is that he always comes from such a place of like he he puts himself on this pedestal and he always is like i'm educating you i, I have this high position and i'm educating you on how to be better and it's it's so gaslighty and awful and i recommend you read through all of the tweets because it i don't think we can do it justice but no, that's kind of the gist of it yeah there's so and many even just for like chat story like every single one that somebody yeah. posted with receipts there's 15 pages of direct tweets from jameson like yeah. and satine like like there's there's so many receipts again that's why it was such a like shutting uh what's what's the opening shut case uh for yeah. me where i'm like no there's so many receipts i can see your assholery on from different people yeah. from different people in different <clears throat> excuse me in different parts of the industry too because Chad even says, like, he's been playing D&D for years, but he just got into the TTRPG community a couple of years ago. There are vets of the TTRPG community coming out against this and with personal experiences, and it's it's a lot. And then recently, um, Brian W. Foster, who used to uh, host Talks Machina for Critical Role, if anybody remembers, he now has a Twitch channel. He doesn't work for Critical Role anymore, and he has been doing in my opinion <clears throat> really really good coverage of this he's been giving 100%. a platform to all the victims who want to come forward like all of the people who've had to deal with this bullshit and he's been interviewing them and letting them tell their stories to thousands of viewers i've been in the chat basically every stream that he has live and it is such a warm and welcoming place and i know i'm going to acknowledge there is some like vitriol and hate against brian w foster on twitter at least oh yeah about his 
motivations behind this. I can't speak to this. I don't know him personally. I'm just watching it to hear the stories from everybody. But in my opinion, from being at all the live streams, it's a very welcoming environment. He's not promoting anything. He's just there to give context and to give the victims a platform. And I really respect that. But I also completely understand why some people are a bit hesitant to promote that stream because he does have a past of being a bit of a controversial <laughs> figure, at least on Twitter. I don't know if it's on any other platform, but I'm mostly on Twitter. I, from what I understand, because like a lot of his stuff's behind the paywall, so I couldn't do a deep dive on him for like context. But from what I can understand, because I, I did the same thing, like looking through Twitter, so it seems like he's kind of has a small like, vendetta is the wrong word, but a problem with the D and D community as it stands when it comes yeah. to the personalities. I don't know if that's why he left Critical Role. I don't know a lot of his history there. But it seems like there's some valid criticism and some personal criticism against the D&D portion of creators out there. Um, like the high-profile ones. So, like, yeah. I can understand people going, well, he's got an agenda. And listen, even if you do, that doesn't mean, like, good is good, and he gave these people a platform and mm -hmm. kind of kept his nose out of it. He just kind of supported them. Um, at least yeah. in that one stream that I saw. Yeah, and I recommend again. He, like you said, he even if you're not subscribed to him, all of his vods on Twitch are free. You can go watch them. There is for a this one specifically. Really long... His own content is not. <laughs> just so you yeah, know. yeah, yeah, yeah. Just just this situation. He's made all of those available for people to watch. There is a 12 hour stream that's just absolutely bonkers. I think that's when stuff started really hitting the fan. He streamed for 12 hours. Yeah five of which was an interview with two people who were victims of this and it is just it's heavy stuff so don't go into it if you're not in the right headspace for it but it is really good if you want to support you can find out ways to how to support the victims that's he ends every stream asking uh the people he interviews how people can support them and people have been going to support them it's been really heartwarming to see like this very small light in this very dark situation that a lot of the victims are getting support from people who want to support them. So that's why I'm like, I'm a fan of what he's doing on the streams now, but I 100% understand why. Because he has, I could go briefly into why he's problematic, but I don't think it's relevant. People can do their own No, we could do another that, episode but... on, on Brian 100%. Because like, I honestly, sure. personally, I'd like to know because, you know, like, sure. I'm not gigantic into Critical Role specifically. And, and I am. Exactly. And, <laughs> so and, I am. I have all the tea. And as of. much as like there, it's not like by comparison to other platforms, they're not mar like like they're not mired in like tons of controversy, but there is some. Yeah. And yeah. it's interesting tea. If I'm gonna if I'm gonna be completely honest, like it is a fascinating journey. So I would I would like to hear more. But on the topic of those, I want to bring up something that like our little text exchange we had about it because mm -hmm. I had been catching up on the Twitter thread and to give people an example of how expansive like all of their victims really were well, uh, you mentioned this couple that had been personally victimized by the two um yes. mostly jameson at the time and i thought you were talking about a different couple that had receipts on how oh, shitty these yeah. people were at a con and you're like no sure. this couple w was uh, almost in the cult and i was like the cult what are you <laughs> so, uh, yeah. like that's how many victims had come forth on on twitter the other day uh, that i was completely like wrong about who she was talking about but there was that many to be confused on and that's mm -hmm. how deep it went so the next story after um the tattoo 
was a con story, which opened up more floodgates because people were responding to Chad. And one of the first ones were about this couple that had hired these two people who they thought were very nice slam dunk creators. They're cool on camera. They can help them promote security, this security company that was trying to get in on conventions and D&D and get into that whole community, as well as these two hosts that worked with a security company that wanted to break in. And that's the that's the domino here and like that's the trend mm-hmm. is Satine and Jameson preying on these people that are new to the D&D space to mm-hmm. the TTRPG space and want to break in and they held that over their head like if you wrong us if you don't listen to everything we do if we don't let us bully you you will never break into this industry and the shitty part is they're right and they kept gate kept a shit ton of people from entering and but like that was the case so they were really horrible these people at this con and I had kind of left the Twitter thread there and then jumped back on when you started giving me additional information. So if you want to continue on, I just wanted to like to give some context there that all the people that they're talking about here, these are all people that never got a chance to get into the D&D space yeah. because of these two. Or didn't want to. That's the thing. The, the story ends of them being really shitty to these people at this con who they were being paid by. These weren't assistants. These were yeah. people that paid them. <laughs> to show up and they were bullied them so much they got out of it they were like fuck that i'm not going into the D realm this is what it's like and it's really cool you mentioned all the love and support they're getting a lot of those people we might see them come back because they I know so. that these dangerous people aren't there anymore i really yeah i hope so um one of the all other messages of the stream that the host brian w foster said is like nobody can nobody has that much power to gatekeep you from a hobby but i kind of disagree with that there are a couple things of from a hobby that sure. i kind of disagree with but a but hobby that like, involves other people so it's not like you're painting miniatures yeah. in your basement like you it, number one D requires other people to play it the way it's intended yes so you're wrong there already and number two um when it comes to a hobby sure but this is not just a hobby these are talking about people doing it as a career doing it as yeah, creators like, and I think he was also speaking on that as well. Like nobody has enough sway in this industry to do that. And I'm just like, I don't know if that's true. I'm not really that embroiled in the industry. No, currently. but it's really easy um, for someone who's already in it to say that yes. is the thing. You all, you never hear yeah, people exactly. who haven't made it yet say that. It's always people that exactly. are already like, no, 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 you could totally break in. How do you And know? like these, these Jameson and Satine – behind the scenes because a lot of people who are coming forward saying they didn't necessarily like quote have a reputation but people had had run-ins with them that were negative but a lot of people had run-ins with them that were positive too so there would have been people in the situation they go no no that's not them that's just one time yes you would have had people who would have taken their word and be like yeah don't work with these people like the people that they were trying to gatekeep but then there would have also been people who didn't trust a goddamn thing they said and said no fuck that i'm gonna you know hire who i want it's totally subjective yeah 100 percent subjective but the fear is real like these are high people like in this community like satine phoenix specifically has been around for years so even if they didn't have that power there is still a power dynamic there and it's enough to kind of i don't know scare people or convince people one way or the other like even if it is invisible power it's still power if you perceive it as such 100 percent. and even if they're incorrect they don't know that and the thing is is when you only know one representative and that representative is forward facing and somewhat a voice of that platform 
It's yeah. not insane to go, oh, well, if they have the power and they're crappy, they represent the community. That's the thing is, yes. should one person represent the community? Hell no. Do they no. often? Yes. Like, that's how it happens. That's the thing. Like, we talk about all the time the um, the critical role effect of it all. Like, even when it just mm -hmm. comes to, like, DMing, right? Everyone wants to be Mercer. And that's not mm -hmm. always a good thing. And that's not always um true but a lot of people think that's the way you have to do it and that's a good example that's a positive light Matt Mercer is that a, is a positive a and it even DM, still has you know? a negative yeah it even still has a negative spin to it exactly. like even though it is a positive let alone it still now, has a negative exactly and you you put it into a negative light you have these people who are being shitty and there are only a few people especially when you talk about Satine one of the first people to get big when it comes to D&D yeah. and normal people see I say normal people that aren't super big into the gaming space see her and go oh yeah i think i've seen that person before you know yeah like it it is power and it is gatekeeping and you can do it i think that's ridiculous to say yeah. that you can't do it especially when you have a platform if you have a I platform think it's easy the other to person say, doesn't yeah it's easy for people to say in retrospect but not in the moment and i don't think he meant any harm by it or anything no no i don't think he's trying to be vitriolic it, but, but I just, I have to no. disagree is the thing, you know? Yeah, like, 100%. And there are some other things that have come up both on his stream and otherwise that I also don't disagree with, that I also disagree with. And people are coming after, because, you know, when, when it rains, it pours, you know, people have very, like, valid reasons for criticizing these people. But there are also some things going around that are not valid reasons to criticize them. One of which I've seen a lot is criticizing their appearance and how Quote, oh weird they God. look and i'm like well that's just low-hanging fruit and that's not relevant and you shouldn't be going after somebody for their looks i'm sorry i don't care how shitty of a person they are no like, not gonna be a crappy stupid. person you don't make fun of how they look that has nothing to do with it no unless they're and wearing another... nazi armbands and then they look yeah <laughs> yeah unless they are like wearing something that is harmful to others and another thing that came up i haven't seen it but i've seen people tell people to stop doing it is Satine Phoenix is a former sex worker and people are bringing that up as like I don't not necessarily like blaming it on there be like oh do you think this might have like be part of the reason and thankfully I've seen a lot of people shut that down thankfully God, because it has absolutely nothing to do with anything ever ever so I don't know why people are bringing that up either but it's like when people are thrust into this negative spotlight, it's so easy to dunk on them and it can be cathartic for people. So I don't necessarily want to take that away, but I also don't want to like support it, especially if it's just it's not relevant to what's going on. Like people are making memes about it and I think that's harmless, but also I don't know if it's harmless. It depends on what the honestly. meme is, right? And the thing I always hesitate making comedy out of stuff like this because even though you're making yeah, fun same. of the the victimizers, that still is making light of the situation and the yes. victims can be negatively affected by that. I you think know? if the victims are okay with it, go for it, but it's so hard to know and not all people who have been affected by this view it the same way like not all people are going to be talking to brian w foster and that's their choice some are like people are dealing with it in their own ways nobody's necessarily come out and said hey please stop making light of this but hopefully if somebody ever does people will cut it out yeah and you'll, listen. you'll at least listen that's the thing yeah just keep it in mind you know and just listen and don't but like their appearance they're like don't don't do that because like think about it the opposite end right like are we gonna be mad at people like i, I have blue hair sometimes I am not trying to induct people into a cult, and I, I don't right. want that to be associated. I don't wear eyeliner because I can't pull it off, but I know plenty of people that do wear eyeliner. They're not trying to get people into a cult. 
Yeah. Um, and even if you tattoo it on there, that's okay. You're allowed to tattoo your face before. Yeah, you're allowed to. It's okay. It's just low-hanging fruit, and I get that's how people do it, to make light of it or to, you know – Whatever the intention is, if it if it's if the criticism is put alongside very valid criticisms of like these are bad, they're these not necessarily bad people. They are they have treated people very poorly, and they have done A, B, C, and D. They've hurt people in X amount of ways, and then you turn around two seconds later and be like, oh, and also their blue hair is stupid. Like that, it invalidates your argument. <laughs> like I don't. Also, I don't blue like hair's it, not personally. stupid. It's just that's just an objective fact. People who had yeah. blue hair in high school were really cool and <laughs> had lots of friends, okay? Are you trying to make light of you having blue hair in high school and you having a lot of friends? I had so Is many friends and I was so cool and no one ever made fun of the fact that I had blue hair. <laughs> Nobody ever did. No one not Are we right rewriting history on this podcast? No, that's those are facts. And you weren't there, so you can't tell me that they're not facts. <laughs> I that's true. I was not there. This is anecdotal evidence that I have. <laughs> uh, I might have to post some pictures and be like, see, not all of us are trying to get you into a cult. Nobody wanted to listen to me in high school and I had blue hair. Um There's But anyways. Right, I have no idea. Maybe it's because I'm fucking annoying. <laughs> um jumping forward i guess what was the first big bombshell that was the one that opened it up for me is when all of these other people mm -hmm. in the the industry started talking about their issues so we mentioned chad we mentioned the con people um do we want to jump into the writers next oh sure yeah definitely okay so can you give me some context there on uh the information that started to come out about the books that they were part of publishing yeah so I I am dumb and I didn't write down everybody's name, so I apologize. We'll hopefully link to everybody who is involved. And plus, there's just so many people involved anyway that I think the general consensus is this hap this situation happened to a lot of people. So I'll be talking about broadly what happened to the writers and artists that mm -hmm. were involved. So um, I think it was last night's stream. Two of the writers on. And the Red Opera, I think, came out and were talking about it. And they were talking about how um, how little they're being paid, which is a theme that we see a lot of the writers on these works. Writers who have, like, freelance writers who have credits with Wizards of the Coast, who have credits, like, with a bunch of other Kickstarters, who have cred in the industry, were being paid, like, 10 cents a word, which is starting pay for freelancers like it's not it is a pay rate but it's a like if you're just breaking into being a freelancer that's how much you get paid is 10 cents a word usually well, like, to give context so i was um i was the editor-in-chief for a company that mostly it was like it was exposure work it was completely bullshit and you worked <laughs> there you weren't paid anything yeah. for the articles you wrote i was paid seven cents a word for my articles mm -hmm. And I was, which the, is below rate, exactly. Which, and I was the highest person who was paid. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, to put that into any sort of context for what yeah, you can be paid in the industry, it is insulting. Like the amount that these people, uh, that the majority of these people were paid, especially when you look at the Kickstarter amounts. That's something that was also talked God, about on stream. Ridiculous! They, that hurt my soul. They got hundreds of thousands of dollars, which was plenty to pay their writers and artists and paginators like whoever they were had working on this book that was enough to pay them a fair wage for their work 
but they didn't. And part of their contracts, I think for some of them, there was a story that came out um, about a woman who worked for them that she was having issues just getting paid. Like she wrote her stuff, but she wasn't getting paid until after it went through the editorial process, which again, that's not industry standard. You get paid after you get done writing. And then if you get it sent back to editors, you might get paid again for doing edits. Like you don't get paid after it gets edit and edited and approved. No. Like you get paid after you turn in your work. And she was fighting for it. And then she got quote blacklisted yeah. by Jameson and Satine. Uh, specifically, she was uh, referencing exchanges with Jameson, how she tried to get paid, how she tried to get the other writers paid. But he kept uh, going back to, I think it was part of the contract that they signed, that their work wasn't going to get compensated unless the whole work had been had gone through the um, editorial process, which is just very odd. Um, and then her story was corroborated by a lot of others, especially people who worked on the Kickstarter. The people who worked on the Kickstarter didn't see, like, any money from the Kickstarter, and some, I don't think some of them have been paid at yeah, all. A bunch of them yet. were posting, yeah, that they still hadn't. And this is just one. They've worked on like three or four books that all have yeah. very similar stories. And the thing that that is, now, I wouldn't say worse because that's that's pretty bad. That's egregious. The thing that bothered yeah. me most, I think, just as someone who's also struggling and trying to make a name for himself, is that they did almost nothing on the projects and made all of mm -hmm. the money. And in a couple cases, especially in the case of the Red Opera, they kind of stole that project from people that were serious about it, including the band whose album it was based on. Um, yeah. They just kind of stole it and presented it as their idea, wholly their work, took all the credit, all of the money, and mm -hmm. did almost nothing on it. Mm -hmm. That's that's the part that I find so insane. Yeah, that part really pissed me off especially because at least i don't know too much about jameson because he's a bit newer in the area but i know satine for years has been very like vocal about you know creativity and supporting artists and being creative and this is the opposite of supporting artists like you're not paying them well and it just and you're stealing their work <laughs> and they're still credited in the books but they did a scroll down the Kickstarter page, and obviously Satine and Jameson were at the very top. But you had to scroll all the way down, like past the goals, past the stretch goals, to see who else actually did the writing. And Satine and Jameson were still like lead writers on the book, even though the people who were on the call during the screen were like, "That's not true." Like they might have contributed ideas, sure, and that should absolutely be credited. But they weren't doing the writing of the book, but they were crediting themselves as writers. Like they were most definitely like producers maybe creative directors like that's probably more of an appropriate role but they were saying that they were writing it which is just wrong and as people who are in a creative industry and who know the creative process i would assume like the fact that you, a fellow creative person is treating other creatives like this is part of it that just really like hits home and really really grinds my gears <laughs> like, <laughs> the whole thing. oh she said it <laughs> it <grabs my> ears. <laughs> but the <but laughs> family guy references aside like it really does it's 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 harmful and it's so disheartening to see it's like you know it's not the same thing and i and i apologize profusely for making the analogy but i'm going to anyways because i'm having a hard time finding one that is correlates but it's often it's what my wife points out is like 
uh, the women versus women. Like, you're supposed to yes. support the people that you can get support from when you you know as a fact that there's not support elsewhere. So you mm-hmm. see these writers tearing down, or proposed writers. I question sometimes a little bit now after all these stories. But when you see a creative tearing down another creative in the ways that we all know we get treated, it it, mm-hmm. it hurts me. And I don't understand. And it, it honestly, it makes me a little afraid trying to get into any industry and i've always yeah. had this fear but you see these that are like it like it, it's cementing it they're making it real it's like you have these people that are like no i made it so i want to make sure nobody else does i want to close that gate off and i'm going to yeah. leech off them it just sucks like there's that faceless suit idea that you have like especially when it comes to hollywood stuff you're like oh okay those are the people that are going to make it hard for me to be successful those are the people yeah. that are going to steal my ideas those are the people who are going to pay me poorly if not at all I have to watch out for those people. It sucks that you have these wolves in sheep's clothing that Mm -hmm. are supposed to be your friend in there and go, well, they're creative. They know. They know how hard it is. They're writers. They get it. And they're the ones (laughs) that are treating you poorly. Uh, It's just scary. It's scary. And also going back to your wife's point about women, like versus women, women supporting women, that is probably after the creative thing, the thing that breaks my heart the most, at least about Satine's role in this. because. Yeah, she was such an inspiration, not only for me, like, go just, like, seeing a woman DM being so successful and being such a prominent voice, but I'm sure for so many other people, too, and I I had an exchange with a friend of the podcast literally last night. I won't say who it is. Um, Just, I don't think, I don't, I don't know. They didn't give me permission. I'm not going to say who it is. Exactly. But we were talking about the whole situation because they they also didn't know 100% was going on. And they were like, I'm really concerned that some of the hate that's being specifically thrown at Satine is just the internet piling on a woman. And I'm just like, that's some of it might be. But from what I understand, she did really shitty things. And like... It, it just sucks because I wish I could say like, oh, she's just getting all this hate because she's a woman and the internet just has such a bad reputation with women and not listening to women and not supporting women and just being cruel to women and putting them on this high pedestal compared to any other gender. It's just awful. But in this instance, there are receipts. There are people who were legitimately hurt by this person, by somebody who was a role model to some. And it's just heartbreaking. Yeah, women can be shitty too. Apparently, um, as much as the um, the discourse she's trying to throw out there wants to say otherwise, that was the thing that I think I I found kind of interesting about this is mm-hmm. because she was kind of letting Jameson take the fall for a lot of it. She was. Yeah, there's a whole other, oh my God, there's a whole other can of worms with that one. Yeah, that I, I found that I was like bold, <laughs> bold, bold to throw him under bold the bus a little bit. Um, especially like like you mentioned, like she's a role model in this in this instance and it sucks and like there is mm-hmm. a minute, like especially people who look like me, we have to take pause and go, are you mad at this person because of what they did or are you mad because now you get to yell at a lady? um because that's like you mentioned that's often the case and i would say like and i wouldn't even say that like it's sometimes it's often the case like well now we can actually hate on her and stop ladies from playing our game um (laughs) i love the voice that you just said (laughs) oh god i wish that it was a made-up voice that's honest i I swear to god that's what they sound like sometimes i can think about going to the game store how many men would yell like at the at these women who would come into the store and like be mean and catty towards these these women who just wanted to play magic the gathering isn't that the goal 
It's like have yeah ha- have people play this game with us, especially if you are one of those incel guys who like traditionally women don't want to talk to because you're a piece of crap, and you mm-hmm. think that it's because you play Magic the Gathering. So you see them play Magic the Gathering or D and D. Shouldn't you be happy they're here? Isn't that what you've always wanted? No, they just don't like being shown up. They just don't like the fact that somebody can be better than them. You want an excuse, so now you can't blame it on this hobby and go, oh, they don't like me because I'm a nerd. They don't like me because I suck. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's definitely a part of it. And I just, it's bothered me so much about it. Because I think it's like, there's there's a million actual reasons to be mad about this gatekeeping, but that's the the hypocrisy there for that one has just always bothered me so much. As a nerdy guy who just always wanted to meet nerdy girls, like, that was mostly (laughs) my goal, like, throughout my 20s. I was like, or or leading up to my 20s was, I want to meet a lady who likes Batman and is hot. Is that so much to ask? And the world (laughs) provided that for me. And how can we not foster that? Like, how do you, like, what? Like, I just don't understand, like, the basis It baffles me. It it baffles me to this day. Like, and, like, you know, with everything that happened with Gamergate, like, a handful of years ago, like, In Comics Gate, all the gates are, like, why are you mad that women are in this community? That's what, isn't that what you've always wanted? Nobody wants to take anything away from you. Chill out. Um, we don't, I, I nobody think we wants do an entire episode stuff. on I know, Gamergate, probably. Probably, and we don't <sighs> need to. I just, that's something I wanted to get out of my chest. Like, the people that are mad yeah. Satine now because she's a woman. And I'm like, that's, you're missing the point of don't. this. Yeah, don't. And yeah. It, your, your friend's not wrong, and you're not wrong. And sadly, I I think it's not even, like, a crazy prediction that this is going to be the evidence people use for a long time to oh, you. Yeah, it's it's so heartbreaking breaking because it's it's kind of and i don't i don't want to equate it too much because they are two completely different situations but it's also like what happened recently with johnny depp and amber heard yeah yeah you're not crazy people are going people are going to use that and people say no 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 like she was guilty like whatever no 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 it doesn't matter that's not doesn't i don't care it doesn't matter people are still going to use that as public precedent for tearing a woman down who spoke up against abuse just full stop and yeah. people are going to use the teen as a reference for women in power in D. that's and just it's just what it is and like it doesn't matter it doesn't matter if amber heard is a bad person it doesn't matter if she's a good person this will be the example and so will satine yeah it's it it, again like it doesn't it doesn't matter not opinions not facts that's not the point the point is, is this will become a bullet mm-hmm. point on which is just and it's it's so infuriating because the past couple of months and Lisa and I have talked about this a lot um, there have been a lot of people outed in the smaller TTRPG community for being problematic at least on Twitter there have been a lot of um, people who have a couple thousand followers being outed as um, just creepy um, essaying people and generally providing a toxic environment and that's not getting as much coverage because obviously they're not as prevalent but, like, those people who were outed, from my understanding, those were all white men. But they're not being set as precedent for all white men right. in TTRPGs. Jameson, a white man, is not going to be set as precedent for all white men in nope. TTRPGs. And I think that's the point. When we talk about, like, when a woman, when this happens to a woman, regardless of if she is guilty or not, she's always going to speak for the gender because we live in a patriarchy and et cetera, et cetera, blah, blah, blah. No, no, no. <laughs> I don't know. Can we yada yada the quiet part? Because I feel like it needs to be said louder. And at least by people that look like (laughs) me, we need to recognize it. Like, again, like 
we are the problem right now in this community. And just because there's another problem doesn't mean we're no longer the problem. And that's what people yeah. are going to take from it. I, I, I fear. I, I can't be right. Yeah. I can't see the future. But I know. I've seen it a million times. We've seen it a million times. Even though, like, Jameson's a problem and she's throwing him under the bus and that's a different issue. Like, <laughs> like uh, she's definitely going to be pinpointed a lot in those conversations of the people that I don't want in the gaming space. Mm-hmm. Like, I, and it's going to keep coming up. And I sadly, I think both in this case are not. That's not the last time we're going to see them. And you know how it works when it comes to creatives. Once you're found out to be problematic for people that want an inclusive group, they just move over to the in-inclusive groups, you know, the exclusive yeah. ones and uh, that are usually more right-wing. Like, you see the TSR camp and stuff. Like, they're just going to end up on that side of the game. They're not going to be gone. We're, this isn't the last we're going to see of them. This isn't, this isn't going to be the last time they abuse their power. Mm-hmm. Um, that's That's not how it works. And that's why I laugh when people are like cancel culture. I'm like, no, nah, nah. even if we wanted to cancel people, that's not how it goes. They, no, they... there is wasn't there. Um, I forget who published it, but there, wasn't there a recent like op-ed or something that was published? It was trending on Twitter a while ago. I'll try to find it. That's uh, somebody was checking in on all of the um, people who were outed during the Me Too movement and seeing how their careers were doing. They're, They're all fine. fine. They're fine. They're all fine, except for Harvey Weinstein, who's rotting away in prison. Yeah. Good. Um, but even he seemed to be like a sacrificial lamb. Like, see, we took yeah. care of it. He was the only one. We took one. care of it. We got Harvey. And you're just like, there are all these other people who have accusations, and they are doing just fine. Woody Allen is still walking around as like a god. And I'm like, fuck Woody Allen. Fuck like, Woody Allen. Fuck and Woody Allen. I, I get told all the time, like, you need to watch all his stuff, even though he's an asshole. I'm like, no, I fucking don't. No, and that's. I don't need to watch any of his shit. It's something that it, it sucks, and it happens so often. And like, again, just people that look like me, it seems to be the trend. You know, like, it, I, I, I yeah. get really annoyed because, like, I'll find a writer or something, and I, I get worried about me. I'm like, am I the problem? Because I'll find somebody, and I never revere the person because that's dangerous. But I like their yes. writing. I like what they're about when it comes to mm-hmm. what the stuff they create. And inevitably, they end up being this horrific person behind the scenes. And that mm-hmm. colors their work as it should. And... And then you go, well, fuck. It's like, like the red is the red opera going to be colored this way? Even though tons of other people worked on it too, but they have their name on it. Is D and D going to be branded this horrific place, like we mentioned, because these two people are involved? And I, I saw it with uh, Max Landis to give a personal example. When Max, when people found out that Max Landis was doing all these horrific things to women and the women in his life, like specifically, now, even if like you talk about some of the allegations that aren't proven, a lot of the things that were proven was that you were at least a gaslighter, a very terrible person, Max. Mm-hmm. And all these people that loved his comics and his scripts uh, used him as a template when it comes to like their writing styles and stuff. And I was one of those people. I really liked his stuff. And when that comes up, like, you have this almost existential crisis that goes, oh, no. Like, number one, I don't want to end up like him, so there's that, which is kind of silly, but your brain still goes there. But you yeah. question, do I want to get involved even in that community? And oh, yeah. that's something that I, I worry about, too, is these people who were trying to break in, they were pushed away. But the people that really liked Satine, the people that really liked Jameson's stuff, are they going to go, well, fuck, I don't want to be like that i don't want to contribute to that i'm going to bounce and are we going to see those voices silence too on top of the other victims 
only time will tell and this is a developing situation still there's probably still going to be stuff that comes out in the coming days i know brian w foster is going to stream for the rest of the week at least until friday we're recording this on a wednesday so there's two more days of streams and stories that are going to come out people on twitter are so hopefully going to be talking about it so that people don't forget what happened but it's it's impossible to tell and that's also why like i'm comfortable almost talking about it in this way because this is a a developing situation i usually try to give context as much as possible when i talk about this stuff but in this situation the context is all bad (laughs) like it's 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 we call them receipts but you know the proof is in the pudding like people are putting out text messages exchanges on discord like they have proof people are backing them up and in while this everybody is still hurting from this who has been hurt from this so i don't think context matters in this case like when it comes to jameson and satine what their side is because right now i'm busy listening to the victims and listening to what we can do to help them and i think in regards to the red opera from what i understand on what was said on stream they're trying to get the rights back the writers are so hopefully they can publish it themselves well i'm sure that that band has some sort of say i don't know how much they signed off i I don't know the initial agreement i don't know if it's there i don't know if it's the band that's helping but i know the writers who worked on it are definitely trying to get something done i think i don't know if they're working with the band to get it done but they're they're trying to at least get the red opera published away from these two people (laughs) yeah and i don't know how much of it is like it was just purely inspired i don't know if they still like if they their rights were there at all because i know they kind of brushed them aside pretty pretty early when satine wanted uh satine and jameson wanted to like take over the project themselves so i Mm -hmm. i honestly i don't know where that stuff lands but i guess moving on to the next point like what was the next big thing that dropped this is about where you had to start filling me in the other day um that's i think everything that came out after that point was after during the 12 hour brian w foster stream like there was a account on twitter yeah i think she started this on twitter um her name she goes by bunny but her real name i is slipping me right now but she goes by bunny and she like just basically offhandedly said, oh, Jameson Stone? Oh, yeah, like me and my partner almost got recruited into a cult by him. Oh, my God. <laughs> just, which is so, like, it, it's not even prudent to this conversation about treating people. I mean, no, it is. It is. It is. No, it is. You're, but I get what it's you're saying. It's not in yeah. the... It's not in the TTRPG space, but this person, Bunny, and her partner, Bodhi, they um, they both lived with Jameson before, I think, he even met Satine, and they they came on Brian W. Foster's show and talked about how um, they lived in a house with him, how they were part of his company, Apotheosis Studios, which he just recently stepped down as CEO, but we all know that doesn't mean anything because no. he still owns the company. Um And they talked about basically corroborating a lot of people's stories, but in a different context. So instead of being in the TTRPG space, they were making a video game and they lived with him for like a month and a half, I think technically illegally because they were running a business out of a home in Colorado, which I'm pretty sure is against the zoning laws. I'm pretty sure that's (laughs) that's against the laws in Colorado as well. Like for instance, like I own two companies and in the, in the state of Michigan, I can run one of them out of my 
uh, apartment. Yeah. So I have to run the other one literally from a different location. Like, I have to rent a place. Yeah. And, like, that's it, it, not really relevant, but it is a very specific thing. Like, it, it's something that came up a couple <laughs> of, like, when I was looking into this, people, like, that's where the discourse went for a few minutes. And while yeah, I, did, well, I, I wanted like, to be one of those people to be like, let's get back on track. Like, but also, I'm like, that is interesting. Let's, I do kind of want to hear about yeah, this. No, <laughs> <laughs> so there's that whole side of it. And he was, yeah, he was treating his employees like dirt um, in, an, in an office space, in a living space. And... There was talk of moving the company into a compound that was also going to be shared by people in this. Now, this this you can't say compound. Spot. Like, I mean, I know, like, we talk about it. Like, that's come up in our friend group, right? Like, guys, let's all buy a pretty big piece of land, and live it. We'll run it like a compound, and then we all catch ourselves <laughs> and go, eh, maybe let's call something else, like commune. No, that's not good. Let's commune, all just no. live near each other. Well, I don't. That's what the, I think. That's what they refer to it as. No, that is no, it is. That's what it's called. But like, it has yeah. that context, and in it this does. case, it becomes case, that same right. context that we're thinking of avoiding. It is. I don't know a hundred percent. It slips. I know it had something to do with a Buddhist cult. I don't remember what that was called. Again, we'll probably link to all of the, all the stuff in the show notes, and definitely the streams. Check them out. They name drop everything. But there's a lot of information that's still going on with this, and he. Yeah, he basically tried to uh, get them all living together on this bigger compound with people of this very specific Buddhist group, we'll call them. But the uh, people who were talking about it, Bunny and Bodhi, they uh, called it a like a cult. So that's that's what I see it as because that's what they saw it as. And uh, they got the fuck out of there, thankfully. And I don't think that cult ever came to fruition. At least I hope hope it didn't and yeah there's that whole like other aspect of specifically jameson's like part in all of this and i think a lot of the discourse at least on the streams has had to do with jameson and more of the stories on twitter have to do with both satine and jameson yeah but on the stream specifically they talk a lot about jameson's gaslighting manipulative downright alleged abusive behavior at least verbally so and using his position of power and all of that and it is they also talked about around this time too um so the next thing to come out was yeah them trying to shield satine from any harm there was a a leaked discord uh screenshot um i don't know what specific discord it was the person who shared it or leaked it said it was a private discord server yeah which had a statement from jameson saying we need to shield satine as much from this as possible which was oof. i mean people already kind of figured that's what they were doing but oof, that came out around the same time and it's it's been a lot there's also something that came out like this is a 12-hour stream so sorry if it seems a bit conjointed <laughs> that's the word i'm looking for convoluted convoluted uh, convoluted it was like a 12-hour stream and then there i watched a couple other streams and all the information is a lot um there was also something with jameson being him and being involved in a trust and misallocating the funds of said family trust yep so Which, a lot of layers to this story has anyone's <laughs> trust ever have you ever seen any sort of public facing person with a trust and heard about it again after the fact that it was a good thing like oh and that trust went to where <laughs> no. it was supposed to go like i never that's never the story I there's hear. always one person always one person who fucks with the trust 
and <laughs> allegedly that's what he was doing. They're still like putting together a timeline, I think, on the stream. So I, I don't. We don't know for sure that's what happened, but they are alleging that there is also that on top of everything else. Like, it's like this situation with Chad, the tattoo artist, like outing Jameson and by, you know, association Satine as kind of shitty people. It's spiraling into this like shitstorm of cults and trust and uh, just. It, it's insanity and it's still developing it's nuts it, it's it's crazy it, it just kept going like when you dropped that bomb on me the other day <laughs> when you're like well have you caught up on the stream i was like no i've seen people tweeting about it i've been more following all these threads because there's just a million stories like we mentioned two industry stories we mentioned the writing story there are way more and we mentioned the con way more times that by 12 is what i read and they were all similar mm. right like oh they treated me poorly at yeah. this convention they treated me poorly when i worked on this project with them and i was reading all of those and because they just kept going and a lot of those stories were very long there's a lot of instances of abuse in all of those stories so i was following along those so i really thought i was being kept abreast of the situation and i was <laughs> not um because i was like no it's like mostly the same and you're like well yeah like this and i go oh no no i'm missing some things i think so <laughs> it, it, i know we can saying go watch oh, that yeah, yeah. but like when it, when it goes from like these people are mean to the people they work with to yeah they tried to get me into a cult <laughs> like like shit well specifically serious. jameson yes yeah we we is a strong jameson. word yeah because I, <sighs> I that was before that was before satine yes as, yeah as far as far as we bs know. um mm -hmm. as we'll call it uh but either way that's it's just so fucked up um i don't, honestly i don't know how much more we can say that doesn't sound redundant and not helping yeah or say, it sucks it fucking sucks these people suck it fucking sucks the situation sucks um we we hit on a lot of how this is probably going to affect the community i just mm -hmm. i really hope being as someone like i i just kind of got into a lot of the creator space when it comes to D D. Um, mm -hmm. I missed the Critical Role bandwagon. I wasn't really into watching live plays. I really liked Dimension 20. That's where I came into that portion of it. But I've been playing D&D now for almost 20 years. And mm -hmm. that's the... For no, that's completely incorrect. For almost 12 years. <laughs> Wait, how old am I? I am going to be 30. You're 29. I'm 29. Jesus Christ. I, apparently You're not I don't 30. Even yeah, calm down. I started Dramatic. playing... Uh, so 15 years. There we go. Jesus Christ. Well, that's still... That's, that's almost 20 years. That's, that's, that's a long time. That's yeah, a long yeah, time. Yeah, you're almost there. And I've been playing it for, for th that game specifically and lots of other ones for almost 20 years. And when I see these things in a game that's already mired in controversy, when you think about the 80s and satanic panic and i grew up in a really backwoods town and even i got shit for playing D, D for the satanic panic portion like i had churches really mad at me and telling people i was going to hell and all of my friends were because we wore black and we played D D. and when you already have that against us and you start to see the community open up we've talked about this on previous episodes of how as a community grows, you're going to get more drama. And unfortunately, you don't just get drama. You get actual controversy and these horrible yeah. stories. You get actual problems, too. And that's yeah. what this is. It's not just, oh, this person wasn't nice, so I didn't want to work with them. But you don't have to hate them. Just, I don't know. Like, I didn't like it, which is what a lot of the critical role stuff boils down to. And I'm not trying to downplay any of that controversy. But a lot of that is difficult to cooperate and to get receipts for. 
Whereas in with this, like this is actual mm-hmm. misconduct that is tangible and has caused problems. And yeah. I really worry because as much as it doesn't seem like it, D and D still kind of in its infancy when it comes to public forums and fandom. oh yeah when social the social media D and D specifically yeah. like D and D on social media is like just like social media in general is still a baby like it's still in its infancy. So I just I, I worry how how this is going to negatively impact the people that don't deserve it to. You know, we mentioned women, but D&D players, too, like, in general, I think less so. But still, like, mm-hmm. I, I just, I, I worry about any sort of hobby or game when you have these bad actors, how much it ruins it for people who just want to get into the game and go, no, that doesn't seem like yeah. a safe space. When it's like, we're nerds. We're playing a fantasy game. I'm rolling fucking dice and playing make-believe with my friends. And you have it these just, people that are just ruining it sometimes. It just goes to show that, like, anywhere you go, you're going to run into assholes. It doesn't matter if you're in, like, a nerdy hobby from people who were the outsiders in life at one point. People are still going to take advantage of you. There's still going to be bad apples. And I just hope that the community can learn from this and also that the people who are most affected by it can find success and find a safe space which i think they're finding now there's been a lot of support for them which is really nice to see and i hope that we can grow from it and become more aware especially as creatives like know your worth know what to fight for always have a contract always look through your contract always like if you get a bad vibe from somebody and you don't want to work from with them, that's a valid reason to not work with them. If you just get a bad vibe, that's and don't be afraid I've done to that. talk about it. Yeah, we we've and had conversations about, about it. it, like even just between us two, talking about our mm-hmm. vibe checks and like, hey, let's look into this person. Let's have each other's backs. Yeah, but hundred percent, and have people. Yeah, have people. If you have a, a group of people to go on, like to lean on, have them corroborate your vibe checks and listen to these stories and learn from them and support them and i forgot to mention before um there is a ongoing archive of all the stories which we might just link to that instead of linking to all individual tweets it it was made by it was it was made by brian w foster they they bought the uh, url studleystone.com which is a play on (laughs) an old uh, instagram account that jameson stone was going to use for like a fitness thing but never got used but Bodie, who i mentioned previously made it for him so there's like an inside joke with that. It's kind of a it's kind of a low balling joke, but it is a good resource. Like studleystone.com has all of the Twitter stories that I could see and also a link to an article that covers it and it's continually being updated. Yeah, the article I'm looking at it right that. now. That's the article I was going to link to. So this was just a better source cuz that's the exact Perfect. one that I that when I was updated like when I first heard about it, that was the article I found. And they just kept yeah yeah more there's more two stories. now there's that one and there's one by comic book comic book has an article now Com- good i mean comic book, like, com. they, yeah. i i i go back and forth on comicbook.com sometimes they got good shit sometimes they have it's really quick reporting and sometimes quick reporting is sloppy reporting um, it is a but, good article it's very long and in depth cool with this specific situation i i read through it and i think it does a pretty good job of specifically going through i think the other one is longer and i but i don't know if both of them are being updated at the same like as it's being as it's developing right so linking both is probably the way that we'll go about it um yeah 
And yeah, so on that note, we're going to wrap <laughs> it up here as sucky as that is. I feel a little guilty plugging a lot of stuff, so I'll just say if you like this, go check out our stuff on can'tbekilledcreations.com. Char's over there on Slovenly Trolls. I'm on Right in the Feels. And if you want to support us and hear more news like this, keep listening here. Head on over to our patreon.com slash can'tbekilledcreations. We do this. We do other stuff. You can get early content, bonus content. You get it. Um, I'm at Resident Stevel and at RITF underscore pod over on Twitter. Shar, where can the people find you? I am a co-host of the Slovenly Trolls podcast where we talk about D&D and feminism. Uh, we publish, publish? Is that the right word? Yeah, we put it, out well, episodes yeah. on the published. first of every month. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. And I also run the Slovenly Trolls Twitter. Um, and that is just at slovenly trolls with you not a troll a troll troll L L. <laughs> um <laughs> and you know what you know i said i wasn't gonna plug stuff i do want to plug stuff because like you mentioned your podcast you do great work over there you give great context you give it from a feminist lens you do awesome work and on that note you have been doing lore rewrites over on our patreon um rewriting stuff that you find problematic and or offensive and just want a better lens on it and you've been doing some awesome lore rewrites we have our second one coming out this month i do the artwork on them that's why they take so long shards usually <laughs> done right away and then i take a month to draw stuff so well you also give really great feedback <laughs> everybody else at the network give yourself some credit you guys are my editors <laughs> thank you thank you um we, don't, we wouldn't have anything to edit if you didn't write it um but yes so we work on those those take a long time but i do want to shout those out because like we're talking about here i want to uh magnetize magnetize (laughs) i want to magnify the voices that i think need to be heard more yours is one of them so check out our lore rewrites over there what are we doing this month we are rewriting Loviatar, but Loviatar. we've renamed her to Lovia. She's the goddess of pain and suffering and all that fun stuff. Great. Yeah, tons of fun stuff over there. <laughs> um, trust me, it's been fun trying to draw a person that's notoriously aloof and as well as <laughs> angry. Um, those are competing things. So, uh, Which makes it interesting. It's, it's fascinating. Hard to portray through the eyes. Um, True. so Easy with words. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully they work words. in conjunction. So this has been the cave trolls. Don't be a dick. Don't um, be a dick. Don't be a dick. And we're out. And now <laughs> on to the post show where we will talk about something lighthearted, please. For I, was gonna, I was going to suggest the same fun. thing. I'm like, we need to talk about something happy now. What's, what's something <laughs> that's happy that we can talk about? <laughs> Now comes that special time of the podcast where we thank our Patreon producers. This month we have the Trellbot themselves, the Highlander, Chantrell Every. Thank you so much, Chantrell, for everything you do, especially monetarily. You keep the lights on, the mic's going. I just want to say thank you again from the whole network. You are our Patreon producer and the Highlander. There can be only one Chantrell. <laughs>